Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. Alright, good morning, good morning, Fusion Church. Alright, can you hear me okay this morning? All right, like the thumbs up, like the thumbs up. Hey, it's Friday, Freedom Friday. Some of us will say to ourselves, oh, I can't wait till Friday comes around. And here we go, the end of the week. You know, we've all been busy this week. We've all been doing different things. Some of us have started classes again, went back to school again, and Connect groups are getting at the in the, in the motion of being put together. Activities happening at the church. Come on, and especially this Sunday, you know, when we celebrate uh, the administration of uh, schools, the, the teachers, and those that are working there. You know, so much going on. You know, and and but right now, right today, you know, we're just getting into First Samuel fifteen this morning. Uh, let us begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you and I praise your name. Thank you for this is the day that you have made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this hour. Speak to our hearts, Father God. Let it be you and not us, Lord. I thank you in advance, Father. I thank you in advance for what you're doing in our homes, in our family, in our community, in our world. For this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, all right. Stretch if you need to. And now my lovely Sandra will be reading the word. Okay, good morning. We are in 1 Samuel chapter 15, starting with verse 1 here. I'm reading out of the NIV version. It says, Samuel said to Saul, I am the one the Lord sent to anoint you king over his people Israel. So listen now to the message from the Lord. This is what the Lord Almighty says. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Just a moment. Can hear you, Sandra. Sorry about that. Okay, verse two. This is what the Lord Almighty says. I will punish the Amalekites for what they did to Israel when they waylaid them as they came up from Egypt. Now go attack the Amalekites and totally destroy everything that belongs to them. Do not spare them. Put to death men and women, children and infants, cattle and sheep, camels and donkeys. So Saul summoned the men and mustered them at Talium, 200,000 foot soldiers and 10,000 men from Judah. Saul went to the city of Amalek and set an ambush in the ravine. Then he said to the Kenites, go away, leave the Amalekites so that I do not destroy you along with them. For you showed kindness to all the Israelites when they came up out of Egypt. 
So the Canaanites moved away from the Amalekites. Then Saul attacked the Amalekites all the way from Havilah to Shur to the east of Egypt. He took Agag, king of the Amalekites, alive and all his people he totally destroyed with the sword. But Saul and the army spared Agag and the best of the sheep and cattle, the fat calves and lambs, everything that was good. These were... These they were unwilling to destroy completely, but everything that was despised and weak, they totally destroyed. Then the word of the Lord came to Samuel. I am grieved that I made Saul king because he has turned away from me and has not carried out my instructions. Samuel was troubled and he cried out to the Lord all that night. Early in the morning, Samuel got up and went to meet Saul, but he was told Saul has gone to Carmel. There he was, he set up a monument in his own honor and has turned and gone on down to Gilgal. When Samuel reached him, Saul said, the Lord bless you. I have carried out the Lord's instructions. But Samuel said, what then is this bleeding of sheep in my ears? What is this lowing of cattle that I hear? Saul answered, the soldiers brought them from the Amalekites. They spared the best of the sheep and the cattle to sacrifice to the Lord your God. But we totally destroyed the rest. Stop, Samuel said to Saul. Let me tell you what the Lord said to me last night. Tell me, Saul replied. Samuel said, although you were once small in your own eyes, did you not become the head of the tribes of Israel? The Lord anointed you king over Israel. And he sent you on a mission saying, go and completely destroy those wicked people, the Amalekites. Make war on them until you have wiped them out. Why did you not obey the Lord? Why did you pounce on the plunder and, and do evil in the eyes of the Lord? But I did obey the Lord, Saul said. I went on the mission the Lord assigned me. I completely destroyed the Amalekites and brought back Agag, their king. The soldiers took sheep and cattle from the plunder, the best of what was devoted to God, in order to sacrifice them to the Lord your God at Gilgal. But Samuel replied, does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the voice of the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice and to heed is better than the fat of rams. For rebellion is like sin, the sin of divination and arrogance, like the evil of idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. Then Samuel said, excuse me, Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned. I violated the Lord's command and your instructions. I was afraid of the people, and so I gave in to them. Now I beg you, forgive my sin and come back with me so that I may worship the Lord. But Samuel said to him, I will not go back with you. You have rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord has rejected you as king over Israel. As Samuel turned to leave, Saul caught hold of the hem of his robe, and it tore. Samuel said to him, the Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you today and has given it to one of your neighbors, to one better than you. He who is the glory of Israel does not lie or change his mind, for he is not a man that he should change his mind. Saul replied, I have sinned, but please honor me before the elders of my people and before Israel. Come back with me so that I may worship the Lord, your God. So Samuel went back with Saul and Saul worshiped the Lord. Then Samuel said, bring me Agag, king of Amalekites. Agag came to him confidently thinking, surely the bitterness of death is past. 
But Samuel said, as your sword has made women childless, so will your mother be childish, excuse me, childless among women. And Samuel put Agag to death before the Lord of Gilgal. Then Samuel left for Ramah, but Saul went up to his home in Gibeah of Saul. Until the day Samuel died, he did not go to see Saul again, though Samuel mourned for him. And the Lord was grieved that he made Saul king over Israel. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. Thank you, Sandra. Stretch if you need to. Wow. What a word. What a word. You know, uh, this chapter 15, you know, because it gets so much into, you know, what Saul was doing, you know, and and I and I just remember last week, last week, you know, and in, in chapter 10, we were discussing, you know, when the Lord anointed him. And now, and now we're here and the Lord is speaking to him and, he, and all of this is taking place. You know, it starts off with Samuel, you know, uh, said to Saul, the Lord sent me to anoint you king. So again, he was again, uh, reiterating the fact that he was anointed. Now, therefore, heed the voice of the Lord. In other words, pay attention to the voice of the Lord. Listen to the Lord. And, and in verse two, it says, God says the Lord of hosts, I will punish Amalek for what he did. You know, so what did he actually do? You know, well, back back in uh, Exodus 17, you know, as uh, Israel was leaving Egypt, you know, Amalek, you know, fought against Israel. And that's found in, in Exodus 17, 8. And, and in verse 14 of, uh, of 17, he says, then the Lord said to Moses, Write this for a memorial. In other words, let's not forget this. You know, write this in the in the book to recount it later. And hearing the voice of Joshua, that I will utterly blot out the remembrance of Amalek. So the Lord already has spoken these words, and now He was telling uh, that Saul, "This is what you need to do. This is what you need to do for me, because you know what? When God speaks, we better listen." We better hear the word of the Lord. You know, we better hear the word of the Lord. And look what it says in verse three. Now go and attack Amalek and utterly destroy all that he has. He says, do not spare anything, you know. And he went into detail. Do not spare the man. Do not spare the woman. Do not spare the infant. Do not spare the nursing child or the oxen or the sheep or the camels or the donkey. In other words, the Lord was telling him, this is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to do. So Saul, you know, when he when he got anointed, he he started off on the right track. But now we see that 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 as we come into this this chapter and uh, and and some previous chapters also that he has not always followed. You know, it is not it is not how you start your walk in the Lord; it's how we finish our walk with the Lord. You know, it's not how you start the fight, but it's how, what happens at the end, you know, and 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 it, and it goes again in, in, in verse four. It said, so Saul gathered the people together, you know, and he numbered them. I guess he wanted to see how many, how many did he have, you know, and how many soldiers did he have, you know, and he went to the city in verse five, you know, and but then here in, in verse in verse six, you know, one of the good things that Saul did you know, he remembered the Canaanites, you know, the Canaanites that he that he remembered that they were good to Israel when they left Egypt, you know. And he says that and it says, go and depart, get away from among the Ammonites, 
you know, lest I destroy you. So God was remembered, uh, helped Saul to remember that the Canaanites were good. See, it doesn't matter, you know, who we are, but that what we do matters. What the kindness that we show to others matters. And, and when and God remembers that. See, and God will honor that. You know, sometimes we think that, you know, we do all these things and nobody notices, but God is keeping an account. God remembers all those things, all those sacrifices that you have done. And God will honor that. And that's what was happening here in, in verse six. So again, I emphasize that, that Saul did do some good, you know, but yet again, a lot of the times he was going by the flesh. He was going by what he what, what he felt, you know. So he remembered the Canaanites, you know, it, but yet he forgot the other instructions that the Lord has given him, you know. So I, I, I call that selective hearing, you know, when we select to, to, to hear certain things or certain things we blot out, you know, sometimes we do that, you know. So, so this is what Saul was doing. You know, and then he, and he says, and he says in verse, in verse nine, it says, but Saul and the people spare the king and the best of the sheep. So here in verse eight, you know, it says that Saul, you know, and the people spare. Again, going against the word. So before this, you know, he went into the battle. He, he, they, 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 they fought, you know, they destroy a lot, a lot of the, of the men at the, uh, of the enemy, you know, but guess what they did? They did entirely opposite what the Lord has told them to do. He says, for Saul and the people spare the king, Agag, the best of the sheep, the oxen, the, the lambs, the camels, you know, and, and, were, and were willing and were not, and it says that they were unwilling to utterly destroy them. So they were being disobedient. They were all disobeying, you know, on purpose, you know, they went totally against the word of the Lord. You know, they did not listen to what the Lord said in, in verse three, because, you know, going back to, to, to verse three, the Lord said, attack Amalek and utterly destroy all, not some, not a few, you know, not whatever you want to, he said, but destroy all. And he named them man, woman, infant, child, every animal, destroy them all. Because, you know, sometimes, you know, in the, in, these, in, the, in the olden days, you know, when they went into the battle, you know, and they defeated the enemy, there were spoils. There was, you know, what was what remained. And a lot of times they, 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 were, they were blessed by keeping some of that stuff and some of the animals, you know, and, and, and some other people because they can make them slaves. But the Lord already gave them the word, gave them the word, yet Saul, you know, didn't listen. He didn't remember the word of the Lord, you know, and, and now here we go in, in verse 10. Now the word of the Lord came to Samuel saying, in, and in verse uh, 11, it says, I greatly regret, I greatly regret, you know, that I set up Saul as king. You know, and I and I looked at that and I looked at that and I pondered that word because, you know, God doesn't make mistakes. God does not make mistakes, but the people, the people wanted a king. This was the people's choice. 
You know, they wanted a king. They wanted to be like everybody else. But the Lord wanted to be their king. He wanted to fellowship with them. But they were afraid to approach him. So they say, send us a king. We want to be like everybody else. So it wasn't the Lord. It was really them. But the Lord gave them what they wanted. You know, you know, and, and, he, and he says that he regret, you know, making Saul, you know, and, and, and again, and again, it wasn't that God made a mistake, but he was just following the desires of the people, you know, because God would not go against your will, you know, so that's just what the people want. And this is what the Lord gave him, you know, because Saul, even, even at this point, you know, Saul, you know, in, in, in chapter 10, verse one, he said, Saul was anointed, you know, and the Lord made him king and blessed him, you know, you know, and, and Saul and Saul, you know, he was also able to prophesy in, in 10, 6 and in 10, 7 said, God was with Saul, you know, so the Lord was with him, you know, and in verse nine, he says, God gave Saul another heart, you know, in back in chapter 10. So all these things the Lord did to prepare him, to prepare him, made a way for him, anointed him, blessed him, gave him word, gave them, you know, instructions on what was going to happen. So when it did happen, he would know that the Lord was with him. So God overextended himself to Saul, you know, he, he did all these things, but yet Saul did his own thing at the end. You know, Saul made wrong moral choices you know he made wrong moral choices he decided to do what the people wanted you can't listen to the people everybody has an opinion come on now everybody has an opinion some opinions are good some thoughts are good but everybody has one we have to listen to the word of the lord we have to listen to the voice of god you know, and 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 here, and here in chapter and verse thirteen, uh, it, it says, and Samuel went to Saul, and Saul said to him, "Blessed are you, of the Lord. I have performed the commandments of the Lord." So Saul again, here he comes to praise Samuel. You know, it's like it's like a kid when he gets caught with his hand in the cookie jar, you know, because he's doing all this other stuff that he shouldn't be doing. And here comes mom, and he tries to, you know, play it off. So he tries to 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 bless at the Samuel, you know, and Saul, you know, with, with praises, you know, and and here, you know, he says he tries to cover up. Why is it that people try to cover up their sin, you know, try to cover up their sin to make them look good, and that's what Saul was doing, you know, that's what Saul was doing. He was. Praising Samuel, you know, so you can get something out of him, you know. But guess what? It wasn't going to work, you know. And, and in verse 15, he says, and Saul said, they have brought the Amalekites, you know, for the people spare the best of the sheep and oxen to sacrifice to the Lord. So again, he's making, well, they brought the best. They got the best for the Lord. But that's not what the Lord asked. The Lord told them, destroy everything destroy everything don't spare nothing you know and but here again you know Saul was making excuses making excuses for his action 
you know, that it got to the point, that it got to the point that, that, that Samuel had to, had to tell him, be quiet. Close your mouth. You know, don't say a word. And in verse 16, and Samuel said to Saul, be quiet. And I will tell you what the Lord said to me last night. Be quiet. You're speaking too much. You know, let me tell you what the Lord uh, said to me. And in verse 18, and, and now, now that he has sent you, he has sent you on a mission. And he says, go and utterly destroy the sinners of the Amalekites and fight against them until they are consumed. This was what the word says. And again, why did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Why did you not heed the voice of the Lord? Like in verse 3, he tell him, why did you swap down on the spoils? Why did you keep the spoils and do evil in the sight of the Lord? And do evil in the sight of the Lord. When we don't obey the Lord, when we don't follow his word, when we break the commandments, we are sinning. We are sinning. When we decide to do what we want to do instead of what God has told us to do. We are sinning and we put ourselves in danger because of our disobedience. And you're seeing it clearly here with Saul, you know, because he kept trying to make excuses. Well, the people, well, we can't go by what the people do. If the people jump out, uh, jump from a cliff, are you going to follow them and jump from the cliff? Come on now. You're not going to follow some. You're not going to follow them. The people want to decide they're going to run into a burning building. Are we going to follow them into a burning building? Heck no. I'm going to say, you guys are crazy. You guys are nuts. You know, we have to follow the law, what the Lord has told us to do. And, so, and Saul said to Samuel, you know, again, again, and this is in verse 20. After all this, but I mean, after all this, you know, because in, in 19, he said, why didn't you do this? Why did you do evil in the sight of the Lord? And now in verse 20, he says, and Saul said to Samuel, but I have obeyed. <laughs> you know, so, so, so Saul, so Saul, you know, he's saying that, that I obeyed. But, you know, he, the Samuel keeps pointing out why. Did you do that? You know, why did you do that? And he says, but I have obeyed. You know, he's just like a little kid, just like a little kid. You know, he, you know, I was talking about cookies a little bit earlier. You know, a little kid takes a cookie, you know, and mom comes or dad comes into the room. The little kid will probably say, will probably hide the cookie, you know, because he's not supposed to have the snack, you know. But guess what? He'll try to sneak that cookie and eat it, you know, and play it off and and a lot of times, what the kid would normally do, if they ask him, did you take a cookie? They'll say no. They'll say, no, I didn't take no cookie. Hey, I experienced that. My boys, when they were little, they, they were little one time. They were smaller one time, believe it or not, Jason and Matthew. They were, they were tiny little kids, you know. But at one time, you know, they'll, they'll say, I didn't do that. I didn't eat that. I didn't take a donut. And they powder all over their shirt. That was that was Matt, that was James Matthew powder all over his shirt, and I'm looking at him, and they say, "Did you take a donut?" No, I didn't take no donut, and the evidence was right there. That's what kids do. Well, this is what Saul did. You know, he was he was he was he was lying before before the men of God, and he said, 
And he said, for I have obeyed the voice of the Lord and have gone on the mission that the Lord has sent me and have brought back Agag, the king of the Amalek. Well, God never told him to bring back the king. He said to destroy the king. So here, with an answer, you know, he's telling a lie. You know, he's being disobedience. You know, you know, excuses does not replace obedience. Excuses do not replace obedience, you know, because he was doing all this. He was doing all that. But then Samuel, in verse 22, then Samuel said, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifice as in, in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. To do the right thing. To do what the Lord has called you to do. You know, uh, you know, you know, to do the will of God. You know, that's what God has told us to do. So again, obedience is better than sacrifice, you know, to obey God, to be right before the Lord, you know, because when, when we do the right things, we will be blessed. When we do the right things, God will honor that. When we do the right things, when we sacrifice for the right reasons before the Lord unto his kingdom, he will bless us. Partial obedience to God is really disobedience. Partial obedience to God is really disobedience. We have to obey the word of the Lord. We have to listen to the voice of the Lord and not to the voice of man. You know, this, you know, in here, and it gets and it goes even, even, even more deeper, you know, because you know, here in, in verse 23, uh, it says, for rebellion. Is a sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is the iniquity of idolatry, because you have rejected the word of the Lord. He has rejected you from being king. Oh, that must have hit him like a ton of bricks, you know. That must have hit him that like, like, like wow, you know, because I have rejected the Lord. Now the Lord is rejecting me. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be that person that God would, would actually say. I'm rejecting you because you have rejected me. It took a lot for the Lord to say this about Saul. You know, because Saul, as you, of all the previous chapters, he was doing this, but then he was doing this. You know, he, he was never, you know, his, his heart was never always 100% there. You know, he was doing his own thing. He was listening to the people. He was listening. He feared that, you know, in verse 24, he said that Saul feared the people more than he feared God. We can't fear the people. We can't feel where we're at in life. We can't feel what's happening around us. We have to be confident that the Lord and, and his word, he is faithful to hear us. His promises are true and an amen. His promises, and he has given us all his word and all his promises. And he's telling us, if you believe in me, you shall have what you ask. If you trust in me, if you obey my word, I will bless you. You know, the scripture is written for us so that we can have the victory. And, you know, and, and here we see how, how, how Saul was making excuses 
because of his mistakes, making excuses and blaming other people and blaming the, the, the people for not destroying all the cow. Because at any moment, Saul could have said, no, destroy that. Kill the king. You know, that's the word of the Lord. But he doesn't, you know. So he was sinning against God. And because of that, God rejected him. God rejected him. And again, I don't want to be that person that God rejects. I don't want to be in that position that, that Saul was in. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Doing the right thing. Because you can do all the works you want. All the works you want. But if your heart's not right, it doesn't give you nothing. It amounts to nothing. You know, you could help the homeless. You could, you know, you could, you could, you could raise funds for this and do this and, and paint the church and do all this other work. But if your heart's not there, if your heart's not right, it has no value. It has no value. We have to do everything as unto the Lord giving him the praise and giving him the glory and giving him the honor. And then when we do this unto the Lord, God honors that. God is looking for an obedient heart. One that will say, Lord, I may not be as perfect as everybody else, but I'm trying because that's all that God asks of us. None of us are perfect. None of us are always going to be as polished and as shine as, uh, as we feel that we should be because we all make mistakes but praise God for Jesus Christ that that he he laid the foundation for us and all we got to do is turn to him and say Lord I messed up I'm sorry Lord forgive me and he forgives you it's as easy as that but sometimes we want to cover it up like Saul did here he wanted to blame everybody else he wanted to point the finger at everybody else and he tried to bribe the man of God and says Oh, blessed are you, you know, uh, blessed are you, Samuel, you know, you know, trying to try to win him over. What is that? You know, where he should be praising God and honoring God, you know, because when we do it the right way, God will bless us. God will honor us. And Saul lost the kingdom because of his disobedience, because his disobedience, he says here that it was it was like witchcraft, you know that he was obeying the, the enemy. He was obeying the people. We cannot listen to the people. We cannot always listen to what the government is saying because they are messed up. But we got to listen to the voice of the Lord. We got to listen to the voice of God, you know, because he has everything under control. And guess what? The victory is already ours. So again, let's learn from Saul. Let's not be Saul whatsoever. <laughs> Let's not be double-minded because he was double-minded. But let us focus on the Lord with all of our hearts, you know, and turn to him. Because, you know, here we see the wrong of things. He started on the right road. God blessed him. God anointed him. God gave him the gifts of prophecy and all this kind of stuff. You know, God chose and God's changed his heart. But man has the will. To destroy all that by his own actions. And that's what Saul did. He totally disregarded the word of the Lord. And guess what? God rejected him. You know, this morning, we're not rejected. This morning, the Lord hears you. This morning, the Lord is here. And this morning, the Lord says, I am here for you. 
I will hold you. I will take you. I will deliver you. I will bless you. You know, I will give you hope. You know, this is what the Lord is saying. I am with you. The word of God says, I will never leave you, nor forsake you, nor abandon you. So my brothers and sisters, as we learn from Saul on what not to do, but listen to the voice of the Lord. Listen to his commandments. Why is God speaking into your heart? What is God has given you to do? To whom the Lord has sent you to? You know, let's be obedient. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedient is better than sacrifice. And if we mess up, we can go to the Lord. Lord, forgive me. And he forgives us. What a blessing do we have that we can always turn to him. And he makes us as white as snow all over again. If our hearts are right, if we are being obedient to him. Because again, I say it one more time, obedience is better than sacrifice. My brothers and sisters, my time already has passed over. I'm four minutes late already. You know, I'm, I'm a stickler for to keeping this on time. But, you know, the, this one here was a little bit, oh, wow. You know, what, what this guy went through for what he tried to do. And I just wanted to make sure that I share some stuff with you. I wanted to give you some meat, you know, because the best is yet to come. Let's keep our focus on the Lord. Let's keep our focus on him uh, because he's going to bless us in a wonderful way. I know breakthrough is coming to a lot of you guys. Woo! Can't wait to hear your testimonies. Come on. this is I'm prophesizing to some of you right now. You know, your breakthrough is right there. Your breakthrough is right around the corner. God is doing it. God is doing it, but we need to hold on. No matter how hard or difficult it is, we need to praise him. We need to give him the glory because, you know, when you worship God in pain, when you worship God in discomfort, when you worship God with all that you have, even if you're not feeling it, God receives that because he sees the heart. He sees your heart. He sees my heart, you know, and, and, and when he sees our hearts, all he wants to do is hold you. Father God, all he wants to do is hold you. So receive a hug this morning from the Lord. Receive a touch this morning from the Lord because he is right there with you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your word. Help us to keep our focus on you, to be obedient to your word because obedience is better than sacrifice, Father. You see the heart, Lord God. So I pray that you will see our heart, Lord and that you will bless your people. Bless everyone's needs here, Father. I, I, I pray that you will bless them, that you will meet their need, Lord God. I pray because in, in your word, Father God, there's no lack, Father, because you will give us more than enough. You will give us more than enough, Lord. So I pray your blessings upon them. I pray your healing power upon them, Lord God. Whatever the need is, that this day, this Freedom Friday, Father God, they can be truly set free by the power of your word. I thank you for the gifts. I thank you for your anointing. And I thank you for what you're going to continue to do in their lives. For this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Have a blessed weekend. All right. Get ready for Sunday. I, uh, special t-shirt Sunday. Come on. Bring your hero t-shirt on Sunday. And I hope to see most of you there on Sunday. God bless you. See you soon. <laughs>